Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joke, Sean. Whichever joke you like, we need a joke. The world needs jokesters. This uh, CBS is launching its own membership program that comes with free home delivery. Yep, they'll deliver within a 10-mile radius or roughly the length of one receipt. Oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. That's uh, okay. It's relatable, everybody. Those receipts are very long. <laughs> we got a lot of texts about your uh, concern that Japan is uh, creating pig-human hybrids. Yeah, human animals. That's an actual term they're using. Yeah, I'm using it. Okay. <laughs> Dancing with the Stars and Pigs will be a hit show. No. Okay, well, maybe. Uh, you have cow bone in your jaw, which you've mentioned before. And cadaver bone. The, the, my kids called me the zombie cow. <laughs> the pig's last words, are you going to finish that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, chess pig, my punk band's new name. Wow. <laughs> chess I love it. pig. Chess pig. Oh, that's so good. And the T-shirts would be great. A swine sitting there at a chessboard. That's clever. Your joke was so funny, I had bacon flying out my nose. I don't think you actually did. <laughs> if you did, you're uh, eating it wrong. We it's, have, a, it's a serious discussion. I'm only going to read this to show you the kind of people that text us. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you what. Yeah, go ahead. We have a pig-human hybrid already. It's called Amy Schumer. That's not cool. <sighs> That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially because uh, 
you know, the, the, uh, the camera is incredibly cruel. And one more. Oh, sweet, delicious, pickled humanimal feet. <laughs> uh, I bring you those lighthearted notes before I get into uh, yes! fairly. Well, yeah. Death! A couple of things I came across on the topic. Um, a guy named, and I don't know this guy. I have to look into look into him. James Howard Kunstler. Do you know him? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's that? What's that name again? Can we go with Kunstler? Please. Anyway, I thought this was really good. This is exactly what you get in a culture where anything goes and nothing matters. Extract all the meaning and purpose from being here on Earth and erase as many boundaries as you can from custom and behavior and watch what happens, especially among young men. Agreed. I was thinking about... Uh... And I almost wish Tim the lawyer was on the line here, Tim Sandifer, because he has such a hate for Edmund Burke. But uh, Edmund Burke's arguments that um, you you have to treat civilized society with the idea of, oh, my God, I can't believe we pulled this off. How long can we hold it together? Wow, one of the great messages of Jonah Goldberg's recent book as well. Absolutely from Jonah Goldberg's book. The idea that this is a this is an anomaly people who who for some reason have gotten the idea that this is the way human beings are, this is the way culture is, this is the way human, this is normal. It, no, this is an anomaly. This is an aberration if you look at the, at the scope of human history. Expand on that a little bit. What do you mean this? Working together, not killing each other constantly, not dying at age 35 from being murdered by your neighbor or some terrible disease. Right. The fact that we can all, f- not dying from starvation, the fact that we can feed ourselves, growing. The economy was the same. In fact, I got a stat here. I should look it up. The economy was the same for all but like the last 1.00001% of human history. Right. The economy was exactly the same. A lot of people uh, refer to the Enlightenment back in the early, uh, middle 1700s as the miracle because that economic stagnation, that standard of living, which was nasty, brutish, solitary, and short, um, was the same for th- millions of years. And then all of a sudden it changed. So, yeah, safety, productivity, health, these things are fragile. And you have a whole bunch of changes happening at the same time. Some of we've created, some of it just happened, where people don't get married and have kids, the Internet, you know, our politics are crazy, um, people don't have sex anymore, a bunch of different things that have started happen, happening. And, uh, and you know, the, the the very thin veneer that's holding our, 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 our society together that we don't completely understand, nobody completely understands mm-hmm. how we hold it together. You start messing with it, you don't know what you're going to end up with. I don't hate many dead Englishmen. Ringo Starr, maybe. Wait a minute, I'm sorry? What's that? No, I stand corrected. The great man's still with us. I'm kidding, I don't <laughs> hate Ringo. How could you hate Ringo? But uh, getting away from God, that sort of stuff, maybe you think that's a good idea. But it, it's a change, right? And and and, and there, there will be there will be results from major changes, right? You know, there's this logical fallacy, or maybe it's laziness, and I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. That well, people aren't coupling; they're not having sex; they're not getting married; they're not having children, um, and and therefore they care much less for the future, which I think is really a key point. But I, you, some of us will say, well, what are you going to do about that? Well, the answer might be there's nothing you can do. But I think it's important to understand it because 
understanding is always better than not understanding, for one thing. And the second thing is you might, at some point, stumble on uh, solutions or, or, you know, medicines for society, measures you can take that will prevent some of the inevitable uh, side effects of the disease, if indeed failing to reproduce or, or form families or whatever is a disease. I mean, maybe you're not going to cure it, but at least you'll understand it and can deal with it before, for instance, you have disaffected, angry young men who have no purpose in their lives, no feeling of connectedness to society, um, lash out and express their anger by killing a bunch of people. So, and then these statistics on what people die from every day that I think have a place in putting some things in perspective. It doesn't mean that mass shootings aren't horrible and on the rise and not. something we need to deal with and talk about and white nationalism and guns and all these things are valid discussions. I assume number one is shark attacks, but I don't want to steal your thunder. I hope you're smart enough to realize that not all conversations in the media are binary in that you're choosing one side or the other. That seems to be where most people look at it, but this is information in addition to what I just said. Shootings are bad, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, deaths per day. And I've, uh, uh, this is per day in America? Per day, per day in America, deaths per day, and this comes from a very solid source that double-checked it, Then I tried to independently verify, and I've independently verified at least a third of these. The more controversial ones are very close to being accurate. So okay. if you've got different statistics, feel free to hit us with them. Um, or feel free to shut up. I hate to lead with the first one because it's such a hot topic. But I'll it, skip the first one. Uh, heart disease, 1,773 a day. Yeah. Cancer, 1,641 die a day of cancer. Medical errors, almost 700 people die a day from medical errors. Wow. 400 people die a day from just accidents. Ladders, whatever, wood chippers. Rented scooters. 400 people die a day from stroke. 332 people die a day from Alzheimer's. 228 people die a day from diabetes. 150 a day from the flu. 128 people commit suicide every single day. Wow. Wow. 115 people die from opioid overdoses every day. There are more people killed from drunk driving every day in America than there were killed in mass shootings over the weekend. Wow. About the exact same in number, about 30. Okay. Uh, but every day in America from drunk driving. Yeah, wow. Um, that's something that's somewhat preventable or at least could be addressed more. Well, yes. Underage drinking, 11. Wow, teens, like alcohol poisoning, I guess, I guess. or something like that. Okay. Teens texting and driving kills eight people a day. Oh, my gosh. And then the most controversial ones, the, the, and I, I don't even want to get into the most controversial ones because I think it detracts from the point. Really? No, I'm just okay. so curious. I got to hear them. Number one on this list was abortion at 1,778. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and at last on the list was all rifles, one, roughly one per day. Yeah. Yeah. On average. Yeah. Uh, well, I understand, though, that the numbers alone don't tell a story. I sure. mean, if there's one of those things that you feel like is preventable, has there's just absolutely no justice to it. There's, you know, then then we got to go after those things. Heart disease. Everybody's trying as hard as they can. I think the word is out. 
Although, you know, it's funny. Some people aren't, though. There are plenty of people who are ticking time bombs. Don't worry about the thing that's most likely to kill them at all. Right. And are, you know, spending all day long horrified, worried about something that's very unlikely to happen. Right. I, I, what I'm saying, though, is a tremendous amount of time, money, effort, and 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 uh, genius has been applied to trying to get that message out. And what sure. are you going to do at some point? By the way, speaking of uh, heart disease and that sort of thing, uh, we were talking, Jack and I were both texting at various points with uh, Craig, the healthcare guru, um, who's who's uh, on the intermittent fasting, the narrowing the period when you eat thing. And we were talking about how, obviously, I haven't eaten in 10 minutes. There's <laughs> There's no chance primitive man got up, yawned, cooked up a nice breakfast and ate that and... Went out to the, uh, I don't know, the, the Mastodon uh, skin and fields and worked for a while and had a big old lunch there by, by the campfire. And then went back to, you know, making Mastodon rugs or whatever. And then had a big old dinner and a nice dessert. Or like it was the fashion for a while, grazing all day long. I fell for that one. Keeps your metabolism they told up. It's us way that. better they told than us big that. meals. Oh, no, the, the individual meals, which I grew up with. Right. We ate three meals a day, nothing in between ever. Right. Almost and nothing ever, after and nothing at night. Right. So we basically did intermittent fasting for the length of time I'm trying to do it now every day of my life. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but that's then, sure. But then all the experts came along and said, no, no, you want to just kind of eat all day long. Right. Which now other people are saying is a terrible idea. But so anyway, <laughs> we were talking to Craig, and he's like, he's, he gets so fired up about this stuff. It's funny. I told him you're like an angry Marxist, but about food. Kill the czar and his chef. Uh, but uh, the the fact that the government gave us not only bad dietary information, but practically 180 degrees opposite of good diet information for half a century. Right. Um, and And we're talking about heart disease rates and stroke and the rest of it. I don't think enough people realize that, are hip to that. The whole, how much of government dietary advice that you got as a kid, as a young adult, you taught your kids, was brought to you by Kellogg's and General Mills and the government they bought. Okay, well now expand and that sugar, to, please. Expand that to fixing mass shootings in which there, there's there's science behind figuring out what makes you gain weight and lose weight and calories and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. It's very difficult to come up with science on people's mental attitudes. There, but the government will still come up with prescriptions with this will absolutely cure things. Right, right. There is actually a fair amount of science about this, and I have a big, giant report the FBI did a while back, but it's been ignored. I want to hear that. The data, the serious studies have been ignored in favor of shouting at each other over Trump or gun control or whatever. We will absolutely share some of that stuff with you. It's, it's revealing. I can't believe more people are interested in my story that Lindsay Lohan is dating MBS. This is our chance to take him down. She is going to take him down on behalf of the United States. Wow. Just through being her? Do you think his life's going to get better now that he's dating Lindsay Lohan? Clearly not. All right. All right. (laughs) Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. 
come across a headline like 70-year-old man circumcised by mistake, can't even imagine what the first paragraph's going to tell me. Maybe we'll get to that later. Uh, you, your microphone is not on? Never mind. It's timing. timing. Um, uh, and uh, the intermittent eating and various diet things we're always talking about. Because I think like 90% of people are either doing it or thinking about something along those lines. Sure. Uh, my advice is I only eat at the onset of tremor and confusion. That's what I do. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Wow. So I see this headline in the Wapo. The headline was bad. New York Times amends front page on Trump's response to mass shootings after backlash. And I thought, wow. The New York Times was so grossly unfair to the president that they actually had to change their headline. Finally, shame has come to the old gray lady. Well, I don't know if it would be better for me to say this after or now before you pay it off. I'm going to think now. I regularly see headlines change in the New York Times because uh, I only ah, read it online. Okay, It happens a lot where you'll read the story and then later that day it's got a different headline. And it's almost always the other direction, which I find interesting. It goes from being even keeled trying to be fair toward more, uh, uh, you know, t- didn't have racist in it before, but now it calls Trump for race. It goes the other direction. That's what I've noticed over months. Give that man a banana. That's precisely what happened. I was dead wrong. The headline was fair. Yeah, so I I watch this happen in real time uh, all the time. I mean, this happens regularly, and I know what's going on because Cheryl Atkinson told us that the, the, the lobbying that goes on in major news organizations is relentless. Right. So the New York Times will put out a story. They get lobbied by tons of people. That they think matter from the left saying, oh, no, you didn't call him a racist. When are you going to be stop being such cowards and start calling him a racist? Because they tried to do a fair journalistic headline. Right. And they get and they get cowed into it. And then later in the day, they change the headline to be to be more belligerent. Same thing happened. Their front page headline was Trump urges unity versus racism. And their their uh, viewers, their clickers, their newspaper readers went berserk. And screamed at them that they must demonize Trump. And so for the second edition and online, they apologized. The headline was bad. I'm quoting now. And it's been changed for the second edition. And they changed it to assailing hate but not guns. Wow. And the two subheads above the two stories about Trump's speech were also changed um, to make it uh, much less charitable. And don't think that at the New York Times, the most important newspaper in the world, that the original headline wasn't thought about for a long time. Yeah. I guarantee you, you had a bunch of people going back and forth on how should we approach this headline, because it's the New York Times. Yeah. And they still, when they, when, they, when they finally struck on something, the activist audience, a lot of their readers said, no, 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 no. Right. We want it to be more like cable news. Right, and it's probably worth noting because we make reference to Nate Silver's website, 538.com. It's a stats website that he was one of those activists. Um, And his tweet got more than 18,000 likes and 3,000 retweets. Oh, it's, you have a neutral headline and, and get over. You know, there's a greater point here, and, and we'll make it uh, after Marshall's news, um, that I think you might want to employ in your real life and what you do for a living. So stay with us. Marshall's News is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show, which is just awesome. Armstrong.
and Getty. Got a guy who hasn't lived with his family in years because he can't sound, stand the sound of their chewing. Oh, he's got the misophonia. Yeah. He's got a bad, it sounds bad. like. Yeah. If you have it, my daughter has it. I have it. My son has it. My oldest son has it. Oh, man. He sometimes has to put on headphones when uh, other people are eating around him. Drives him crazy. Wow. I know if you don't have it, it just sounds like somebody's being a priss or picky or whatever. I know it. I know it. I would think the same thing. And you're right. <laughs> no. There's got to be... Is there a known... It puts you in a murderous rage. Certain sounds. Is there a known treatment for that? I don't Counseling, know. Counseling, drugs. My treatment is I leave the room. Isolation. Is that a treatment? I don't, I don't, I don't blame somebody else for chewing normally. I just leave the room. Mm. Um, but... That always worked that easily. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump going after former President Obama over Obama's Facebook statement about the deadly weekend mass shootings. Obama didn't mention Trump by name, but in remarks viewed by many as being about the president, said Americans must, quote, soundly reject language coming out of the mouths of any of our leaders that feeds a climate of fear and hatred or normalizes racist sentiments. You know, I was going to talk about this a little bit later on, and maybe we will, but the problem is that many, many things, many statements, many attitudes, many uh, political positions uh, in terms of immigration policy, for instance, are characterized as racist over and over again when they are not racist and they are not being uh, espoused by racists. And so we're in a position where you're calling people of good conscience uh, racist all of the time and then saying, you, we cannot be making racist statements. I don't friggin' know what you mean, you, uh, you super progressive activists. Anything that doesn't embrace an open border is characterized as racist. We had listeners uh, emailing us, some saying, you guys are part of the problem. With your saying that we have too many illegals, that's why that guy shot people. And then we have people saying, look, there's lawlessness. Not only are the illegal immigrants ignoring the law, we have governors, we have mayors, we have police chiefs who are advocating ignoring the law. And people are getting angry and desperate and militant about it. So which one is it? Neither, both, I don't know. But, yeah, okay, we got to make sure we don't make, make racist statements. Look, Trump's over the top sometimes. He says stuff in a way that it, he just he hands his opponents a club to beat him with, or it's too insensitive or whatever. Um, but a lot of the stuff that's characterized as racist isn't. Trump, by the Christian, way. I was watching Meet the Press. All your talk shows were super hot this week. And, I mean, people got into angry arguments with each other, guests that I know are friends in ways that you don't normally see. Yes. But the one Princeton professor on Meet the Press said, if you're going to use a racist term like illegal immigrant, and I thought, okay. All right. What are you, you going to do there? How do we come together and discuss this? I can't this? say illegal immigrant. All right. No human being is illegal. Yeah, they That's are. idiotic. Go ahead, Marshall. Trump this morning tweeted edited quotes from the co-hosts on Fox and Friends saying, quote, did George Bush ever condemn President Obama after Sandy Hook? 
President Obama had 32 mass shootings during his reign. Not many people said Obama's out of control. Mass shootings were happening before the president ever thought about running for president. End of quote. It's absolutely correct. And the narrative that it's about white supremacy, listen, fight white supremacy. Go ahead. You should. But the idea that it's about that and that's what we need to battle is just wrong. I just I, I, I hate to even go down this road. So, yeah, that exists in that shooting. But how about the shooting later that day or was it the same same day that night? Um, in Dayton. So the Washington Post has captured 3,000 tweets from an account they believe belonged to that shooter, Dayton, uh, the Dayton shooter, okay. yep. in which that shows that he's a super left winger. He's an Elizabeth Warren person. Newsweek has stuff about how he's a socialist. And, and he was, a, he was anti-guns. Yeah. I so, don't. I don't blame any of those people or any of those ideologies for that dude. But I don't know what. What are you supposed to do that with that for the weekend? Angry for the weekend. Angry, purposeless, disconnected young men. And the only that reason is the problem. The only reason that guy didn't kill as many people or more than the other dude is the police were there. It was a nightclub district. Simple as that. U.S. has imposed a total embargo on Venezuelan government assets as of last night, freezing all of them in a major escalation by the Trump administration as tensions with Nicolas Maduro increase. Only a small number of nations, including Cuba, North Korea, Syria, and Iran, have been, similar, <laughs> been similarly targeted by the U.S. The ban signed by President Trump as an executive order is banning U.S. companies and individuals from doing business with Maduro's government and its top supporters. Speaking ah, of the Middle socialism. East, speaking of the Middle East, and getting back to my lead story of the day, that Lindsay Lohan is dating MBS, <laughs> the leader of Saudi Arabia. We got Lindsay this. Lindsay Lohan. Damn. We got this text. Advice to Lindsay Lohan. If you see some dude with a bone saw, run. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's dark. Enough of your blah, blah, uh, blah. If, if your primary interest in the story was gossip, uh, Taylor Swift would be better. I mean, it's funny. Somehow, oh, that, would be, that would be a hell of a catch for MBS. The train wreck that is Lindsay Lohan? So, you're the leader of Saudi Arabia. You can, right. you, you, you can, you're one of the richest <laughs> men on the planet. Yes. And you're dating the train wreck that is Lindsay Lohan with the cooties and the craziness. His mom really needs to take him aside if he hasn't had her executed yet and say, son. We're trying to drive. Son. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see Saudi Arabia just said women can leave the house now without a guardian? Oh, thank you. Thank that's, you very much. That's a Muslim country, folks. There you go, you xenophiles who think anything that's not America is better than America. What do you think of that stuff? It's, it's, it's well, it's uh, more common than you might think in a you certain can, part of the can, world. You can picture Lindsay Lohan with her head on his chest after, uh, after CODIS um, saying, Can you let people drive, please? Let women drive, All would right, you? baby, on. I can't say no to would you, you? <laughs> All right, they can leave their house without a guardian. All right, I can't, I can't resist you. All right, my friends, gearing up for the tongue-in-cheek raid on Area 51 in Nevada, the state's top strip club is reportedly set to storm the area next month with a batch of strippers. Deja Vu services are going to be sending out about a dozen erotic dancers and the company's mobile strip club, the Stripper Mobile, to the site. Now, the event was created on Facebook in early July and now appears, though, to have been canceled. According to federal and Air Force policy, any unclothed skanks who attempt to penetrate the perimeter 
will be shot on sight. More than 2 million people had signed up for the event that was set for September 20th at the military installation in the Nevada desert. But now the events creator says, well, he's removed the page. Uh, He's going to try and set up some other event somewhere. So if you were looking for... All right. Listen, Marshall, 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 Marshall. Yes. How ridiculous must a attempt for publicity be before you'll reject it? Just asking. Just a little on-air meeting. (laughs) Come on! Uh, You're talking about the deja vu services? I I would just hate to see America's dancing skanks tased there at Area 51 (laughs) because you gave them the idea that maybe they can get away with it. This is serious business, gals. You can't invade a a military installation, even if your tatas are bared. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So, clothe yourself, harlot! <laughs> so, great tip from somebody who uh, who has misophonia in their family, and I had a hand to let at dinner time. Actually helpful. That sounds drive you crazy, right? And then I mentioned this uh, Princeton professor, I should look up his name, he has a name, who said that uh, people using racist terms like illegal immigration have led to this. Um, <laughs> he also said... We're in a cold civil war, which I thought, well, that's interesting. I don't know if I agree, but uh, we're it's, it's, it's headed that direction. It's exciting. I'm not sure if the metaphor holds up. I'd have to think about it. Got a text from somebody in law enforcement that is uh, on that topic. It's pretty interesting. Oh, boy. And chilling and frightening. Oh, good. You want to be chilled and frightened nah, as you drive to work? Maybe a little. Just wake me up. The coffee's just not doing it. They got Dunkin' Donuts coffee in the fridge out there in the uh, the the vending machine. Thing. Oh, that's a good coffee. It's it's if you if you need fifty grams of sugar with your coffee. Oh, it's it's those uh, coffee drinks they put that you get the cold oh, things. Those, I thought you meant like a Every, cake cup or something. All those Starbucks, the the, the Dunkin' Donuts. They all, who decided they need to be that sweet? Yeah, I don't know. They come up with that. You know, it's funny too. And again, I'm not going to be the proselytizing dieter. Because there's nothing more tiring than somebody is losing weight and is going around like they, they're, they're trying uh, to convert easily. you to their, rel- their religion, telling everybody any topic comes up, they change it to that. I'm not going to be that guy. I like to hang around with the I've given up guy. That's... Nothing works and it doesn't make any difference. I have a donut. Yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> no, but I will, I will tell you this. The taste for sugar, which is enormous in our society, you look at any uh, any you know snack area in a store. Uh, I happen to be in a uh, baseball locker room not too long ago. Um, it's all carbs and all sugar. Um, the taste for sugar goes away very quickly. Yeah. You can reduce it, and and immediate, practically immediately, that overly sweet stuff is disgusting to you, which is great. It's wonderful. It's like all of a sudden an alcoholic thinking, oh, God, I hate the feeling of being drunk. It will save your your, your hiney. Well, yeah, I know, but with sugar, if you can you know, keep it away for a couple of three days, you're, uh, you're suddenly reset. Anyway, so those things I mentioned, the cold Civil War, all that, I, I'm, I'm not here for uh, hyperbole and trying to make things worse than they are. But an interesting point of view from someone in law enforcement on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
So the back and forth between what looked like a back and forth between uh, Barack Obama and Donald Trump yesterday. Uh, more on that in a second. Yeah, and I do want to continue, in a way, our discussion of the WAPO story about the New York Times headline, which the New York Times was pressured into changing their headline because it was too even-handed, wasn't activist enough, about uh, Trump's speech uh, yesterday, I guess it was. Um, well, and, and gosh, we got so many emails and texts about the whole uh, disconnected, angry young man shooter thing and different perspectives and, and folks demanding, well, you, all right, fair enough, but why didn't you bring up X? You know, I don't mind giving those people a voice. Okay. They're, they're people of good conscience who care. You know, I might not agree with them exactly, but, you know, you come at us with, uh, you know, a little intelligence and a little human decency, fine. That's great. You don't have to agree. Well, maybe I'll hit you with this now, then. Uh-oh. Since we're on the topic. Is like, it, is like it my the, new glasses where, like, if I'm looking at a computer screen, I can't see through the top part of the glasses or the bottom part of the glasses. Mm. You just can't see. No. Oh. It's fantastic. I guess that's a hard thing for everybody, getting your glasses right to where you can see computer screens. Because it doesn't work for your distant vision if, you, if you've if got the bifocal thing going on. You appear to be two feet and four inches away from that screen. Maybe it's the distance. Maybe you need to, to lean in and, or farther. Try it. <laughs> Experiment. Put it across the room. We'll all wait. Go ahead. <laughs> um... Because uh, we, well, let me do it this way. So we got this, this guy saw in the paper, he hasn't spoken to his family in years because he can't stand the sound of their chewing. Sure. He's got misophonia, which is a real thing. And I know y'all, if you don't have it, it sounds like you're just a picky, neurotic weirdo. But some people are driven crazy by sounds. Well, you might be both. Chewing, eating sounds uh, are very common. I, I I recognized it in me many years ago and just thought, what, why why does this happen? And then luckily they got a name and became a thing and I started reading about it. It makes you murderously angry <laughs> to, yeah. to hear certain sounds. So strange. I don't know but, why it tickles the, the anger part of your brain as opposed to the, I don't know, you just don't like it or... Or it makes you feel sick or something like that. But yeah. it goes immediately to the anger part. Am I stop that? My oldest son has got it too. Uh, but we got this text from somebody who said they have it at the, in their family with a couple of members of family. They put on music during dinner to hide the chewing noises a oh. little bit. They put a phone in the middle of the table and it really helps them all hang out and eat dinner together. That's a pretty good idea. You know, that's funny. Judy and I have done that uh, to combat dog licking noises. Does that make oh, you insane? Because uh, oh, I don't have the misophonia near like you do or, or little D, my daughter does. Um, but the dog licking makes me homicidal. Yeah, it doesn't make me angry, but I, I I hate it. I can't sleep with it in the room or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, little D. God, I did not know how she was suffering until, you know, fairly late in her teenage years, as I recall. But she, for some reason... She was sick, I think, and she was sleeping in the living room because she could sleep upright, like in a recliner or whatever. Um, and and our old dog Onyx was licking himself, licking his paws or whatever. And she became, she was so upset and frustrated and angry at him, but she was crying. Oh, and I had no idea. That's rough. Yeah, I know. I'm a bad dad, and he was a bad dog. Bad dog. Um. So back to the maybe the subject of our times. I I hope not, but maybe. Uh, and I was talking about this Princeton professor I saw on Meet the Press who said we're in a cold civil war. And He's also the guy who said illegal immigrant is a racist term. Right. What if they're from China, you dumbass? 
We do have a pretty <laughs> we do have a pretty stark divide going on though. I mean, there's just there's just everything's binary. It seems you're either, are you on this side or this side. There's no nuance, shading. No, I kind of, kind of this, kind of that. None that doesn't exist anymore. At least in public, the media, et cetera, and, yeah. and not only. I don't do you not acknowledge the good sense of another person's opinion. You just disagree with it. You 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 can't even state what their opinion is. You have no idea. And then particularly around the race angle, you got the whole or Antifa or any of that stuff. You got one side that's pretty been pretty violent, and then the other side starting to fight back, and then it just grows and grows from there. Right. Um, got this. I'm a former law enforcement officer. My circle of friends are all active law enforcement. I can say what they can't. We are all preparing for the SHTF scenario, like it or not. That would be poo hitting the fan. Mm. Um, I don't know how prevalent that is. Or, or Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, is he talking about in terms of the divide in America, I or, assume since that's when he sent the, the text thing. sent the text when we were talking about that. Yeah, well, yeah, I know enough cops to, to yeah, that's absolutely true. They are readying for it, training for it, and some veteran cops are saying, "I didn't sign up to be a soldier. Um, well, I'm I'm going to retire, you know, at the earliest opportunity." It's going to be known at some point that Antifa is showing up to a particular rally, and then you're going to have a group of very heavily armed, like with guns. People on the other side show up and say, we've had it with Antifa. And you're you going to have, have sticks and bats and, and, and caustic sprays on both sides. But you could have that moment. Any city in America could happen tomorrow where you have 75 dead people. Yes. I, I, and who would be shocked by that? I wouldn't be shocked by that. Most, I'm almost shocked that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And then where does it go from there? I don't know. I mean, is that a, okay, we've gone too far, let's calm down? Or is that a time to ramp up? Right. I have no idea where it goes from there. Well, I have an idea. If you spend all your time, as politicians do and the media does, trying to convince people that this is life or death, this is a war, this is fascism, and or this is communism, whatever, I mean, just convincing people to be at a fever pitch all the time. Because, by the way, that keeps them tuned in or get them, gets them to show up to vote. When the, uh, the poo contacts the whirling blade... I think people are going to go in the more militant direction, not less. That's I mean, what I'm afraid of. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It, it's absolutely true. Hyperbole might be the death of us in this country. Well, and it gets to the whole um, cohesion, uh, thin veneer of, of holding society together. We used to have it. It's it's going away. How yeah. do you get it back? Nobody really knows. I mean, you got you got various ideas, but how you make it happen? I don't know. Yeah, I know it. You have to be pulled together by a shared tragedy. It, there almost has to be a cataclysm. Right. I mean, that's what history would tell us. Or a leader so brilliant and transcendent that all of our hearts and minds are moved, and we all join together in a conversation. And I believe that leader is Beto O'Rourke. Thank you. You built up to that punchline. That's a good punchline. Oh, yeah. I mean, could anything, me. I was waiting to see where you're going. Could anything be more ridiculous? <laughs> nah. Armstrong and Getty. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. 
a great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success from finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.